that I dig me. You're listening to KNBR, the only place with Golden State Warriors basketball. Now back to Murph and Mac. Yeah, give yourselves, you Silverado beauties. Look at you guys. Silverado Golf Resort and Spa. We have the KNBR Invitational today. We've had a great morning. Lee Jenkins of Sports Illustrated has been by. Mike Kruko has been by. Colin Kaepernick was by. Nick Vanderteig stopped by. And now we finish strong with the general manager of the Golden State Warriors who, who can either... Take an advanced algebra class or try to explain to us how they got a draft pick last night because that is. Let me get my pen. I got to get a pen and a notebook real quick. Hold on. Bob Myers, congrats on getting a draft pick. I sure had trouble following how you guys did it. Good morning. And how confusing was that for you guys? Yeah, it was algorithms and calculus and smart people, smarter than me. Um, but it was fun. I want to come to Silverado and relax for oh. for a couple of days with you guys. You, guys Bob, should, you know how man. it is, Bob. You know how it is, man. You get up here. You know, you need to get away from the grind and just stick a peg in the ground and get a like go to the spa and all that whole deal. You're you know? always welcome anytime. Come on up. You know what? You know what's great about making the playoffs. Obviously, it's what you want to do in this business. But it it it, it drags into kind of. Scouting and, and then uh, the draft and then heads right in the free agency. So since we lost to uh, San Antonio, we haven't had um, we've had no time. I mean, Silverado is that's what I need, but it's not it's not not going to be there till August maybe. So I wish we could do it. But but last night was it was fun. I mean, I got credit a lot of people in our group and um, our owner. It was funny, Joe Lake. We we sit in a room like you guys have probably seen. Whether, whether it's the 49ers or Giants, you've seen these draft rooms where you've got 100 names on the board and you rank players, you rank by positions. And we're sitting there doing all this work without a pick. And it's a little bit, you kind of wonder at times, you know, are we going to even utilize any of this this work we've put in? And, and Joe, our owner, Joe Lickup, walks in and says, hey, look, guys, I'm telling you, we're going to get a first-round pick. And, um, and we all look at each other. And I said, Joe, you don't get first-round picks. You have to either trade a player or you you, you got to give a future first. That's, they just don't give away first-round picks. And he said, guys, we're going to give a first-round pick. So I don't know if uh, the guy's genius or prescient or what he is, but um, it happened to be that Minnesota, and a lot, this does happen at times, Minnesota traded the night pick for 14 and 21, I believe, and then they also had 26. So after that trade went through, we looked at each other and said, Minnesota really doesn't want three first-round picks. And uh, we had a good relationship with their new uh, basketball head in Flip Saunders and put in a call. And this is why relationships matter so much, guys, in anything. Um, he had a deal with another team, uh, which is what he said. We offered, um, we offered what we had left to spend, which was $1.6 million and a future second-round pick. And uh, he said, I've got a better offer, but I'd rather do a deal with you guys. Why? I don't know. I, I, um, you, you hope to think that for whatever reason he favored us over the other team, but, but in any event... We did the deal with him. We had to take on a player named Malcolm Lee. So at that point, we invested, and Malcolm Lee made about 880000 And um, he's a player that we probably wouldn't have utilized if we would have had him. But we thought that was worth the price of the pick. Uh, the player we wanted, we felt like we could move back to get, um, Netovich. And so we immediately got on the phones with Oklahoma City and said, you want 26. And they had 29 and 32. And originally we said... <laughs> And stop me if I'm losing you guys. They, originally they said, I was about to raise my hand. I do. I feel like I'm in the middle of a classroom. And I'm like, oh, what, what was that last yeah. part? Yeah, right. So, so, so Oklahoma City says, look, we, uh, we're not going to give you 29 and 32, but we will uh, give you cash. for. Uh, we'll give you cash and 20, uh, 29. 
to move up to 26. So at this point, we'd put out a million six. We said, what will you give us? And they said, what do you want? So it goes back and forth, and the clock's ticking. And we said, a million dollars. They said, sure. So they move up three spots to 26. We we just netted a million. So now we're down 600,000 net. So we thought, <laughs> you know what? Let's find a way. Let's it's find awesome. a way. Let's find a way to move the player Malcolm Lee that we don't need on our roster. He was 884000 So we called the team picking 30. And in the meantime, what I forgot to add was the player we wanted, Nedovich, called his representative and said, where, where do you think he's going? And um, you know, you got to have a relationship with these guys. And his agent said, look, he starts at 31 in Cleveland. And I said, do you think he's going 31 or 33? He said, I don't know. They may take him at 31, they may take him at 33. He said, but that's where he begins in the draft. So we felt like we couldn't risk it much further. I called Cleveland. Uh, we said, do you want 29 for 31 and 33? They said, no, we're keeping those two. So then we called Phoenix and said, uh, you guys, we'll give you 29 if you take on Malcolm Lee's contract. Uh, and they then said, let me think about it. This thing's happening 100 miles an hour. And eventually they said, yeah, in. So... That's what happened, if you followed all that. And it wasn't me. The misconception is I'm in alone in a room. No way. You can't get this done by yourself. Uh, Travis Flink was assistant GM, was pounding the phones. Kirk Lake, we had a, one of our scouts, um, Larry Harris, was on the phone, and uh, Jerry was in there. And it was um, it was a whirlwind, guys. But I don't know if people <laughs> care about that story. Hey, Bob, can you guess, repeat that? You know, if a guy yeah, can't I mean, play, Bob, if a guy Kate can't play, here. who cares? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Bob, it's Kate here. I mean, we always love how you bring us inside the Warriors, but maybe Silverado folks, just a show of hands, any of you follow any of that? We've got, yeah. We've yeah, got yeah. two. Two. Two out of yeah. two. Bob, you know what? They, they, half the room went to the Bloody Mary bar. Yeah, yeah. That was incredible. <laughs> just give you But you know time. what? That was an incredible right. inside the NBA, what it's like on the draft night. It's really, it is really cool. And by the way, Malcolm Lee, Bruin, Bob Myers, Bruin, and our, you're, yeah. you were preceded on the air by Nick Vandertag, UCLA College World Series champ. So go. we're, we're pouring yeah. it on thick, Bob. We're pouring it on thick. Uh, did you see Marcus like Thompson? Did you see Marcus Thompson's tweet? Warriors trade Lee to Phoenix for thirty pick. Yeah. It, it was like, uh oh, David, no, oh, yeah. Malcolm. Oh, no, no. <laughs> yeah, we like that. We, we 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 hit him after the press conference. He said, "What are you trying to do? Yeah, Create more yeah, more but, leads. Um, Let's talk about the kid, Bob. Let's talk about Netovich. Yeah. Um, you know, yeah. my first first, I wanted you to describe him as a player, and then answer the question. Are, you know, you guys are pretty rich at that position, uh, the guard position. Yeah. So people are wondering, does, does this mean you're not expecting Jarrett Jack back? No. So answer the Netovich. We thought we think is, um, and look, the funny thing is, is if this guy can't play. We think he can. Then it was all for it was just an exercise in uh, how to get a draft pick, I guess, for 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 a business school to study. But but we think he could play. Uh, he's athletic, probably one of the most athletic guards in Europe. I think he's got a 40-inch vertical. He attacks the rim. You know, what he's kind of like is 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 reminds us of Goran Dragic. You know him from uh, from Phoenix. I don't know if yeah. you guys know who he is. Yeah, mm-hmm. he's a yeah. point guard. Yeah, good size. This guy's six four, um, athletic, can play in the pick and roll, attacks the rim. We can obviously shoot the basketball. We led the league in three-point shooting. Everybody knows we can shoot, um, but we lack what we do lack. It's free throw attempts per game, guys that finish at the rim, a point guard that can do that. Great as Curry is, and obviously if he could attack the rim and dunk, he'd, he'd probably be the best player in the NBA. Um, but, but that's not his strength either. So we felt like we needed a guard, and um, we did look at bigs. Clearly um, Landry opting out, made it, we have a void at that position. But we felt like uh, in this moment that this was the best player available. 
and too good a talent to pass up on in the way of just drafting for need. But we did look at it. Obviously, we need a big. We're going to have to get one in free agency or via trade. But that was the thinking. And as far as pursuing Jack, I mentioned last night after after the draft, we will go about that with the same vigilance as we would have before. He was a huge part of our team. And you can never have enough young assets. And um, and that was that was evident as we approached the draft by how many calls we got on our team. Because if you have a young core, especially players on rookie deals, your phones get flooded because that's what teams want, cheap uh, cheap assets that are talented. Do you find, Bob, that uh, were you stunned by any of the moves in the in the early part of the draft, or do you just did you have an opinion on you know the, the way Anthony Bennett did you did you think Anthony Bennett had a chance to go number one? Or is that something you just kind of minded your own business? Um, no, I mean you're always uh, even if you're not in play there, it's always interesting to see the decisions other executives make and teams make. And Bennett, I think we had him rated pretty high ourselves, so we were we were surprised that he went one. I think a lot of people were. But um, Cleveland has shown in the past they're not, they don't have to go with the herd mentality, and they've drafted some players that, uh, that maybe weren't consensus picks at the number they were picked at. But um, Bennett's a pretty good player. This was one of the years where, guys, I don't know if you, everybody had a different opinion of who should be one. If you, if you ask 10 people in the media or in the NBA, you might get eight different answers about who should go one, who should go two. So it wasn't a surprise in that respect at the top. But you did see some things that were interesting. The Holiday trade um, kind of came out of nowhere, where uh, New Orleans picked up Drew Holiday from Philly. Um, and then obviously in the backdrop of all this was the big uh, big Celtics and Nets deal. So a lot of things happened. It made for an exciting night. Pretty unpredictable uh, as to what happened up top. Uh, and uh, I guess it's great for the game, great for the fans to watch uh, to watch it happen. Plus, are you taking sides in the Doc Rivers-Bill Simmons feud? Yeah, you might as well. Yeah. Well, I, you know, are they are they are they actually feuding now? But I have oh, I there's been a little back and forth. Hey, this yeah. morning on Twitter, Bob, it's gotten back because Rivers' son, I guess his name is Jeremiah, has now yeah. pounded Simmons with oh, about ten boy. tweets. <laughs> now Simmons is saying he's going to have his five-year-old son start <laughs> tweeting back at your Doc Rivers' son. <laughs> so uh, actually, Bob, on that note, you should probably stay out of this. It sounds like a family <laughs> affair. I mean, look, I, I think I, this is all I'll say. I think Bill Simmons, and I think he'd say it, is a. Um, He's a Celtics fan. Uh, I think so. I mean, I think I've heard him say that. I, I think he's a Celtics fan. So I think um, any Celtics fan, it's, it's, tough to, to, it's, a, it's, a, it's tough to digest the fact that those players were moved, uh, even if it's the right thing. And, uh, I mean, I talked to Danny Ainge, and that's not an easy thing to do. Even if you feel like you have to rebuild for any team, to trade players of the caliber and, and character of Pearson Garnett must have been really really difficult uh, to do. So maybe Bill's, maybe it's an emotional, hey, I I wish, you know, those guys could have stayed. Something like that. But I don't don't know all the tweets back and forth. It made for good TV, though. I'll tell you that, Bob. So listen, well, we appreciate you coming on. That was a pretty intense uh, breakdown of what had to be a very, but the bottom line is here comes the Serbian. Is it fair to call him the European Derrick Rose? I know when they have 30 seconds left. Is that that unfair? (laughs) I think it's uh, it's unrealistic. I yeah, mean, if, yeah, he, if yeah. he was Derrick Rose, I mean, I think he goes pretty high. He go uh, number one, right? You know, he's athletic. <laughs> Look, he can, he can, he can. He's an athlete. For a European player, you don't find athletes like this. But we'll see. We All think right. he can play. Hey, Bob, we always appreciate you. are always uh, easy to talk to, make it accessible, and the fans appreciate how accessible you are, and that's why the Warrior fan base continues to just, you know, turn it up. So thanks for coming always on. All right? Have, have a good Bob. weekend. All right, Bob? Yeah. See you, man. Have fun out there. Take care. There he is. Thanks a lot.